So this morning, I have done this. We're moving into If Trees Could Talk, and I'm not going to take long with this because I took a long time, a lot longer on COVID than I thought that I, I would. I didn't know that it would take that long. And there may be people that are commenting on Facebook and what have you. If you want to send me a private email, you're certainly welcome to do that. Send it to therock at therockofcf.org, and we will get that, and we will respond to that if you want to do that privately. Don't, please don't leave anything. If you're, a, if you're a, what do they call it, a non-vaxxer or anti-vaxxer, please don't leave ugly comments on, on the streams this morning because we'll block you and you'll never hear from us again. Um, but uh, just being honest... Um, because the truth matters to us. The truth does matter to us. So what I've done is I've invited, during this series, we have had, I've had a number of emails or texts or otherwise that have come to me about how people's lives were changed by what they saw and heard. And so what I did was I reached out to a few of them and asked them if they would share today and just take a couple of minutes, literally only a couple of minutes, to condense what they shared with me, and then I'm going to springboard off of that. So I'm going to begin today uh, with Heather Coday. So Heather, would you come? Where's, is Heather here? Oh, here she is, back here. Um, so Heather, if you would come, let me give you a microphone. Take just a second to come on. There you go. Thank you. This is Heather. Come on. Welcome, Heather, this morning. So what this, the, if trees could talk, I feel like it would be a story of endurance. Because if you look at trees and everything that they endure, fire, the elements, freezing, and when you cut the tree, it tells a story. It's the evidence in the root, like in, besides the age, it's the evidence. So it would be a strong story of endurance. And off of that, the Holy Spirit was telling, talking to me about pruning. There is a season to prune. There is an intent behind the pruning, mm, good. meaning it cuts off that you cut off the old to allow growth for the new. And there's a special way to prune because if you prune too much, the tree will die. So I think about my own life and the pruning that has happened in my life. It's ugly. I think of the is it the crate and myrtle? Yes. They're ugly when they're pruned. That's true. They're so ugly. When I moved here, I couldn't understand why. You cut everything good off of it <laughs> and how ugly it is. But then it's beautiful when the new growth comes. So the pruning is ugly. It's uncomfortable. You feel like you're missing something. And even in our own lives, we go through seasons of pruning where our lives are being changed through those seasons as well. Thank you very much. Well said. Uh, is Wanda here? Wanda Glass? Oh, Wanda's right here. Wanda, come, please. Everybody welcome Wanda on her birthday today. Thank you so much. I was going to read my note, but I'll just talk. <laughs> I um, was enjoying the message about the trees, and I was thinking when um, Steve was talking last week, he was talking about the fig tree. And he's, then he's, and I, and I was thinking to myself, yes, I know a little revelation about the fig tree. And I said, but I'm going to keep quiet right now in my spirit and listen to what he has to say about the fig tree. And I was, and then he said, if anybody has any words about the trees and wants to um, 
let me know about them, you can send me an email. And it was, I mean, it was right after that thought when I said, settle my mind and listen to what he had to say. So I thank you and appreciate you for letting us have this time. Well, what I wanted to say about it was in Genesis, you remember Adam and Eve, when they ate of the fruit that they were not supposed to eat of, because you always said, do not eat of the tree of the good and evil. Right. <laughs> they did. And then they realized they were naked. So Eve got some leaves from the fig tree. And she sewed them together and covered them because they realized they were naked. And Yahweh was like, who told you you were naked? And, <laughs> you know, because they felt in their spirit that they knew they were wrong, that their relationship with him had been broken. Well, when Yeshua came along and he saw that fig tree, he cursed it. He cursed it because he said, no longer will my people have to cover themselves for this tree because I'm here. I'm the covering. I'm died on the cross for their sins, and they will no longer have to worry about a right relationship with Yahweh. So that's what, you know, I was taught about that fig tree. Then Yahweh dropped in my spirit one day that the tree that Yeshua died on was the tree of the good and evil. It's hmm. a good word. It's an interesting thought. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you, Wanda. So, Wanda, um, naked is from up north. <laughs> That's the, the interpretation of naked is naked for us, those of us that are not. <laughs> thank you, Wanda. Jenny. Okay, Miss Wanda, you took it up a notch. Um, so... There were two things I saw. Let me put down this ugly phone. Don't look at my case. Um, there were two things I saw. And so when he said to email him, I thought, I'm going to do that um, just to share what I saw. Um, the first thing that I saw was when he was talking about the rings of the tree. And I think that was like the first Sunday of this series. He was talking about the rings of the trees. And we've all heard about that. That's how they identify the age of the tree. They count the number of rings. But then he expressed about the space between the rings. I had never considered, ever considered the space between the trees. And so I began to inquire of Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What, what's valuable? What's important about that space between the rings? And he began to show me that the space between the rings, the rings show the age. They show the maturity. Because as that tree grows, it grows out. And every ring gets bigger and bigger. It continues to expand if it's growing. But the space between the rings is what took place between each ring. It was those choices for us as a tree. It is those choices. It is those decisions. It is the hard choices, the things you do right, where you listen and obey, how you move. Those spaces, even though you don't know exactly what happened in the space, you see that it went to the next maturity, that ring, that frequency that's going out. And so they can also see by the space, by the rings. Was it a time of drought? Was it a time 
time of growth? Was it a time of fire? Was it a time of flood? They can tell all of that by looking, cutting that open and seeing the space and the rings then tell of that maturity and show between this ring and this ring in this space, even though there was fire or there was flood or there was drought, it kept growing. It kept expanding. Then the next thing I saw was about the witness of the tree and how the trees, and he, he said this, the trees witness, they're witnessing what we're doing. And we likewise witness as well. That is what we're called to do. We're called to be a witness. Right. Well, the trees were created before man. They were created on the third day. They actually witnessed the creation of man. They witnessed Yahweh God as Elohim, the creator, and witnessed man being breathed into that breath of life, being breathed into man as he was created from the dust. So what do the trees do? They release oxygen. They release that breath that we breathe. And we're called as well to release that breath. It is a give and a take. They witness Yahweh breathing that breath of life. And because they remember who they are and what they're called to do, they release that for us every day. I looked it up. Two mature trees create enough oxygen for a family of four. Mm. Every tree as it gets bigger creates more oxygen. The more mature it is, the more breath, the more air, the more oxygen it creates. And it creates a third. There's that triune. It creates a third of the oxygen we breathe. And they do it because they witness what you behold, you become. They witness Yahweh. And so now they continue to do that. And then again, back to those rings in that space. They continue to expand and grow, expand and grow, expand and grow. And their frequency then is being let out. And we're to see them. We're to witness what they're doing and learn. Learn from that. Learn from that posture. They have postured themselves. It's a powerful position. So that's what I saw I wanted to release to you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for sharing. So Tamara would share. She's not here this morning. She's with Archie um, today. But... um, she shared some things as well. And what I encourage you to do, one of the reasons I enjoy this and I like this is because it's a perspective that each one brings from what they're seeing as we walk, take this journey. So while we're on this journey, um, they're seeing things and hearing things that not all of us consider. Um, in fact, listening to each of them, each of them shared something that I had not considered and I'm the one teaching the series. So... There's things that each of them bring to that. My encouragement to you would be to take notes. Let me tell you something. The Father's trying to say something to us. He's speaking to us. Now, one person might say, or someone might ask the question, are trees really that important? Do they really communicate anything to us? Well, all I can tell you is that it's important enough that the Father mentioned trees. The only thing mentioned more than trees in Scripture is man, is human beings. That's the only thing mentioned more in Scripture than trees is mankind. So when you're watching and listening, every, there's so many different situations, we're going to talk about a few today, where the Father will compare and He will relate mankind to trees. He will draw a parallel. There'll be a relationship between who we are and what a tree is. Now, is a tree, is, am I in any way, and this is, I guess, a, maybe a concern, if I had a concern, because of the titles, the title of the series of Trees Could Talk, um, maybe if I had a concern, it would be that someone would confuse this title that I believe that trees are God. That would be incorrect. 
There's nothing in what I'm teaching that would even remotely insinuate that you stop listening to God and you start listening to trees. The point is that trees have some, they have a story to tell. And the story that they tell is not going to be audible, but it is going to be a story that's what it's found in the space, it's found in how they're pruned, it's found in what they cover. It's that, that story is going to be revealed through these things. So are trees really that important? I believe that the answer to that question is yes. I believe that trees are very important for us to really understand what it is the Father wants from you and me. What does he want from us? Tamara was going to share today, she had sent me an email about uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Um, and she used the scripture in Genesis chapter 2 that I referred to earlier that I had already planned on teaching on that. She didn't know that, but I had planned on teaching that. But she took it a step further and she also shared uh, some things that she saw in Revelation chapter 22. I want to address these things today and I want to bring us to a place where we position ourselves to see things differently. One of the things that um, Sam Miranda, when we were meeting this morning, Sam Miranda back in the back, he shared uh, something that Holy Spirit had showed him this week or maybe today, whenever it was, recently. But Holy Spirit had shared something with him about how, since doing this series, how he, would drive, he realized that he would be driving down the road and wouldn't even notice trees anymore. Or he'd be looking out the window, wouldn't even notice the trees, even though they were there. There were trees there, there's trees along the sides of the roads, there's all of this. And he would drive and he wouldn't even notice them. But since doing this series, now when he looks, he actually sees the trees that were there all along, but he never saw them before. They were not visible, they were present, but not visible. I think the, what is important to us today is to recognize the presence of God and not just recognize the presence, but make sure that the nature of the Father is visible to us so that our eyes are open and so that uh, you and I can see. So I want to read to you out of Genesis chapter 2 this morning. And I want to start with this idea of being pleasant and good. And I hope you are following along in the Bible app today. It will really, really, really help. Engage, if you're online, engage on chat in, in the stream. You're able to ask questions there, submit your thoughts, your comments, and uh, keep it clean. Surprisingly, sometimes uh, people slip up on that last one. But uh, I want to focus on the pleasant and the good. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, it reads like this. And out of the ground, the Lord God. Let me point something out about this scripture. The word Lord is capitalized here. There's a reason that that is capitalized. Anytime you see Lord capitalized in Scripture, it is a reference to what is called the Tetragrammaton. It is the Hebrew name of God, Y-H-W-H. So anytime you see the word capitalized, the correct original interpretation or translation of that would be this. And out of the ground, Yahweh God, specifically, not just any God. Because there's no other God that could do what's about to happen in Genesis 2. And out of the ground, Yahweh God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So the tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Both trees were in the garden. Interestingly... Both trees, he said, he made to spring up to be pleasant to the sight and good for food. 
Two trees in the garden. He made them spring up, as Jenny said on the third day. He said, come alive, trees, and I want you to be visibly appealing. And I want you to be able to produce life in those that will draw from you. You're going to be pleasant to the eyes, and you're going to be good for food. So, pleasant to see. I want to point out four things. Pleasant to see. He created trees that were desirable. Now, I mentioned this morning that one of the things that happens to people, and and really I thought about it again today, or this morning coming in. I think about a lot coming into the office in the morning, but... But I thought about this today, and I thought about how many people are going to church today based on tradition. How many people are sitting in a seat in a church because of tradition? Because it's Sunday. They're there not because there's an expectation. They're there because it's Sunday. In all their lives, they were told on Sunday morning at whatever time you go to church. No matter what kind of church it is. could be Baptist, Pentecostal, non-denominational, Catholic, whatever it is. But on this particular day... You go to church, unless you're a Seventh-day Adventist on Saturday. You go to church, but it's traditional. So there's a sense of honoring the tradition. Now, I love tradition. I love them. I have specific traditions that we do in our household, especially at Christmas. There's things that we do that we're going to always do. We're going to do it with our grandkids. We're going to do it with whomever. And, and it, there's certain traditions that I love. But at the same time, traditions can get in the way. It's like having a computer for any length of time. I have a MacBook. I'm a Mac guy. You know that. But I have my MacBook. When I got my first MacBook and I opened that thing up, I didn't know how to do anything because I was used to PCs. I was used to a little box over here and you check this and it goes, the screen goes away or you do this and it did certain things. I opened up my MacBook, it lit up, and suddenly I didn't even know how to turn the screen off. I didn't know how to minimize anything. I didn't know how to highlight anything. I didn't know how to copy and paste. Suddenly, I'm in a whole new world on this computer. But then over time, as I begin to walk through this, and it's exciting. I mean, it's new, and it's like, oh, what's this red dot? Hmm, what's this green dot? Hmm, and I start pressing things, and, and I begin to discover, and it's exciting. Oh, I wonder what's in these application folder. And I open that thing up, and boom. And, it just, and the great thing about it just actually worked. And, and I get in there, and everything does what it's supposed to do. And it doesn't take 20 minutes to load up. I turn it on and my computer's on. It's amazing. It's a miracle. And so it's exciting. And I love, I love it. And I'm, I'm exploring it. But then time passes. And suddenly I get in there and, oh, it's just the green dot. Oh, it's just the, it's, it's just the red dot. Oh, applications folder. I can't even tell you the last time I was in my applications folder. Because all of a sudden now it's just routine. It's just the same old thing. I know where everything's at that I'm going to need. So everything else I'm not going to use. But what I am not thinking about is all the updates that they might have done. Well, now something might be new. In fact, I got on my wife's Mac the other day, and I don't know when the last time was it was updated, but when I updated it, everything changed. It was like a new computer again. She doesn't even know it's updated. She probably can't figure out how to stream this morning. But I updated it for her. But over time, everything, it just becomes the same thing and suddenly it loses its excitement and you look at it and you're like, oh man, I'll be glad to get done with this. And there's no more search. There's no more hunt and peck. There's no more digging in, digging deeper, diving deeper, whatever you want to call it. That's tradition. And that kind of tradition, I want want to do away with. And how many people come to church and they come out of tradition on Sunday morning? It's Sunday morning. We got to go to church. This is why we got to do it. I can tell you in time, people that get up only because of tradition in time will leave because tradition doesn't provide life. 
But for the people that get up and come and they say, I said to the team this morning, the people that get up this morning and say, I cannot wait to get to the rock today. Not because you think I'm going to preach something amazing. I might. But I might, it might be a dud. It might not even add anything to you. But that isn't why you came. You came because you have something to bring. And because you want to learn something new and, and you might meet somebody you haven't met before. And, and, and when that begins to happen and you realize the reason I'm going is not because it's Sunday. I'm going because there's life there and other people wanting life are there too. And I'm going to draw from them and they're going to draw from me. And we're going to infect one another with good things of God. And suddenly you find yourself, man, I'm getting a new computer tomorrow. It's a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. I'm going to set my alarm on Saturday night so I can get there early and go to the Nation's Cafe and get me a cup of Joe. (laughs) Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Get me a cup of Joe. And enjoy some fellowship. But see, a lot of people, they don't do what they do because, I mean, they they go in and they do what they do out of tradition. They don't do it because it it has life in it still. And this is what he says. He says, out of the ground the Lord God, Yahweh made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. He made it pleasant to see. He made it desirable. He said, listen, I'm going to make this tree desirable. But here's the thing. I don't remember the first time I saw a live oak tree. So I don't remember when I fell in love with them. But I love them. Now I know some people don't care for them because they leave the leaves and the acorns and stuff on the ground and they, it's not good for your grass. But I love them. I love them because every live oak tree has a personality. All by itself. You walk out, you go find an, a live oak, you'll never find two live oaks that look the same. You go find a, a clump of birch trees and they're pretty much the same. They grow exactly the same, the branches and everything. They almost look twenty out there but you find live oak tree any live oak you find it's very different than another this one's leaning over this way this one's leaning over this way this one's got a hitch in its hip very different spreading out the canopy it looks very different they're just magnificent trees they're desirable they're good to see but over time Driving, especially in Florida, when you're driving down the road or Texas, you realize as you look at these live oak trees and you're looking, over time you realize somehow it lost its spectacularness. And you just drive. But when we bought our property, excuse me, when we bought our property out there, we just bought some property, we sold our house, we bought some property to build on. When we bought the property, it's just full of live oak trees, full of them. It's beautiful. And I, my, it was like my new computer. Suddenly I'm seeing again. And I'm visualizing. I was just there yesterday, working alone. And I was visualizing all the ways I could do this with this tree. And I can shape this this way. And I can do this. And I can encourage it to go like this. And some of them are massive. And I'm visualizing that. He made the trees, both trees, both trees. Everybody say both trees tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that has such a bad reputation incorrectly he didn't make it to become a curse you need to understand that he didn't plant the tree to become a curse he planted the tree to give wisdom so he made two trees 
Both of them were pleasant to see. They were desirable. They were good for food. They were life-giving. Both trees had the ability, had the ability to give life to everything that's around it. Both trees were pleasant and good, but they were pleasant and good in their appointed time. The tree of life has its appointed time. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil had its appointed time. But because it was desirable and because it was the new computer, Adam and Eve couldn't keep their hands off of it. They're like the little kids you take into the toy store and he has to take everything, pick up everything, push every button. You walk through the toy aisle of Target and there's noises going on everywhere. <laughs> Sirens and things talking. It's creepy. Because they got to push and that was Adam and Eve. Both trees were pleasant and good, but they were pleasant and good in their appointed time. They had a purpose. Tradition prevents us from recognizing the purpose in the moment. Because if I'm doing what I do traditionally, I'm going to simply go in and I'm going to just be there and I'm going to fill a seat and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to watch and I'm going to listen, but I'm not, I don't have, I just wonder, I'm just going to ask a loose question this morning. I don't, please don't even answer me, but I'm going to ask a loose question this morning. How many, when you got up and you walked in the doors this morning, thought to yourself, I have something to bring today? How many when you came this morning thought, well, you know, I'm going to go because I'm supposed to be there. Don't, please don't raise your hand. I'm going to go because I'm supposed to be there. It's expected of me. I'm going to go because I'm working the sound or I'm working children or I'm working whatever. I'm playing in the music team. I'm going to go because of that. How many got up this morning and said, I cannot wait to get there? Don't lie because if you were late, you could wait. But... How many got up and said, I can't wait to get there? Because somebody is going to add to me. Somebody is going to increase me. I'm going, how many got up and said, I'm going to meet somebody today? I might be the reason somebody comes into the kingdom of God today. How many had that thought today? Don't raise your hand. I might be the reason somebody comes to know Christ today. Both trees were pleasant and good and they were in point in time. And tradition robs you of that. Tradition robs you of the reason that you get up in the morning. It robs you of that. And the Father said, what I want you to do is I'm going to make these trees desirable. I'm going to make you want to look at them. And I'm going to make sure that you draw your sustenance from the trees because I want you to pay attention to these trees. Not because the tree is more important than you, but I want you to pay attention to the trees because if I can get you to see in the natural, you will see also in the spirit. Because scripture says first the natural, then the spirit. So if I see the trees that you put before me in the natural, I can only come to the conclusion that only God could create something so magnificent. If the trees could talk, they would say, Yahweh created us for you. Honor his intentions for our purpose and we will give you life. Healing of the nations in Revelation chapter 22 verse 1 reads like this. says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal. This is what Tamara had shared with me, this, these verses. And some of this that I will be sharing, I've added some things in there. But uh, the root of this is from what Tamara Phillips had shared with me. Revelation 22 verses 1 and 2 says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And through the middle of the street of the city, it flowed. 
Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its 12 kinds of fruit. I have read this scripture a thousand times. No, not a thousand. That's an exaggeration. Let's say a hundred. I... A lot. On either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Let's talk about that for a second. So on either side of the river, the tree is growing. Let me focus on that. On either side of the river, Revelation 22, verse verse 2. On either side of the river, the tree of life grew with its 12 kinds of fruit. On either side of the river, this tree over the river of life formed a bridge. We know about bridges. Decisions are made on bridges. When you're on this side of the river, you're deciding whether you want to go to that side. You never come across, you never come to a bridge that you don't make a decision. You have to consider something. Do I want to cross it? Am I interested in what's on the other side? So on either side of the river, a bridge was formed by the tree of life. There were 12 kinds of fruit. There was something on the tree of life. There's something for everyone. It wasn't that he's saying, okay, I'm going to name these fruits. I'm going to apple, orange, pear, lemon, whatever. He's not trying to do that. He's trying to say on this tree, it's a tree of life. There is something for everyone. If you can see it for what it is. If you can see what I'm providing for you, all of this is about what the Father has provided for you and me. If you can see what I've provided for you, there is something for everyone. It bears fruit every single month. There is an abundance. The Father does not lack answers for you. He does not lack the answer to the questions that you have. The Father is very aware of where you are and there is a river that is running that is full of life and over that river, on each side of the river, there is a tree of life that is in every way looking for a way to add to who you are Every day. And the healing of the nations, the spirit and the bride say, and everyone who hears say, says, come. Revelations twenty two seventeen, Healing of the nations. This tree, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. James Paget said something this morning in our meeting, and he was talking about leaves, and he was talking about when they fall off. In fact, um, I think... Uh, Wanda said something about the leaves as well. But when the leaves fall, there's a season for the leaves of a tree. There's a season. There's a dormant season. There's the season in the winter. Well, it seems dormant. We use the word dormant. We need to be careful with what we're saying. Because dormancy doesn't mean lack of production. Any, any word that would describe it as lack of production would be an incorrect use of the word. So a tree doesn't lack production. What it does is it will shed its leaves so it can garner its strength for the season that's coming. So while it looks quiet to us, maybe the crepe myrtle, someone, I think Heather referred to the crepe myrtle. When the crepe myrtle is shaved off, you're right, Heather, when I look out there, and there's, especially in front of the church, come February, we'll cut those suckers off and there'll be a bunch of sticks coming out of the ground. Anybody that's not from Florida would drive down here and say, they planted sticks. They're growing bows for bow and arrow, you know, whatever. But they're, they're, they're ugly. They don't look pretty during that season of time, but we know what's coming. It's during that time we clip those things off. They shed their leaves. Those leaves are gone because they're preparing for what is to come. It would be a mistake to believe that because there's no leaves automatically that it is dead. But what's happening is he said the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. So what I'm doing is, is I'm going to shed those leaves, prepare myself so that I can bring forth new leaves. And so I can cover, I can heal, I can minister. It's literally, an, it's, a, it's a relationship. He's showing us how what the Father will do like a tree sheds its leaves, grows leaves again, 
He's showing us that if we will pay attention to the moments that we need to be quiet and the moments we need to be loud, we need to throw our leaves out there, but sometimes we need to let them fall off. We need to be pruned. I don't know where Heather's at, but we need to be pruned. If we will position ourselves, healing can come. Now, I can tell you all around the world today, there are people serving a whole lot of gods. There's also people that are serving Yahweh God, the living God, the only God. There are people serving Him. It doesn't matter what nation. That's why this whole racist, ridiculous, nonsense thing. I love this guy on Instagram. I don't even know who he is. All I know is he's a black guy, and I love him, and I follow him, and his name is Officer Parker. (laughs) That's not why I follow him. (laughs) I follow him because he's brilliant. And he's a black police officer that said, that's actually smart and isn't trying to create division. He's saying, listen, everybody, every white man, every black man, every Hispanic man, every whatever race you are, nationality you are, listen up. Here's the truth. The truth is we can get through this thing if we stop fighting with one another. But let's focus on the possibilities, not on the things that we've done wrong. He said something the other day I thought was brilliant. He says, Washington can change the name of their football team all they want to. It's not going to change the fact that they were rooted as a redskin. Uh Oh, "Oh, you're brilliant. Doesn't change anything. That's not going to change how they... Listen, I I don't want to go there. Follow him. Officer Parker. Today, just go in there and follow Officer Parker. He's a brilliant. I love him. Wish I could meet him. Always something smart. But healing of the nations. He's Officer Parker. You know what he's about? He's about healing. He's about real healing, not fake healing. Fake healing is saying, you did this, you did that, they did this, you owe me that, you owe them that. That's fake healing. That's not going to produce healing. That's just provi- that's creating more division. More- People hate each other more today than they did five years ago. Because suddenly everybody's telling everybody it's their fault, your fault, their fault, somebody else's fault, instead of saying it's my fault. So the healing of the nations, he said, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cast this thing out and I'm going to let you see. I want you to gaze again upon the potential of the father to do what man cannot. Listen to me. I want to heal the nations and I want the nations to stop looking at one another and saying, you're this and you're that and you're this thing and you're that thing and you should have done this or you should be doing that. And I want the nations to look at each other and say, why are we on this planet? We're not on this planet so we can find division. We're on this planet so that we can glorify the Father because the earth is crying out for sons of God to be revealed. Who are those sons of God? It doesn't say the earth is crying out for black men, white men, yellow men, pink men, whatever it is. He said the earth, of, the earth is crying out for the sons of God to be revealed from wherever they come. So let healing come to the nations today. Healing. On either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And then the third thing is royalty. Revelation chapter 22, beginning with verse 14. said, blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life. That by itself is a statement that I could preach on for three weeks. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. If you don't have right to the tree of life, you can't enter the city. You first qualify yourself to the tree of life and then you get to go into the city. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Anything that's against the purposes of God. We must be qualified to access the tree. He said, blessed are those who wash their robes. Can I tell you this? Listen to me today. Watch. If you're watching, look me right in the eye today. Look at me today. I'm telling you, he said, blessed are those who wash their robes. I'm telling you, for some... 
for all of us at one time or another, whether it's today, tomorrow, yesterday, whatever it is, wherever you find yourself, there's a moment. Ah, there is a moment. Sorry about that. I'm hooked up. There is a moment where you say, I'm going to take these robes off and I'm going to put on new garments. I'm, this garment, I'm going to renew this garment. I'm going to let this garment come and, and, and I'm going to put this thing on me because I want to have a right to the tree of life. Because the Father did not create the tree of life simply to look at. The tree of life exists for us to participate in, to engage in, to sit under its shade, to admire its bark, to admire its leaves, to admire its branches and all the way it, ways that it grows. It is for you and me a demonstration of what we can expect. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and then may enter the city by the gates. We must be qualified to access the tree. Once we're qualified to access the tree, washing our robes. Listen, I don't know. I don't know where everybody's at today. I don't know where you are in your faith. I don't know where you are and how important Yahweh is to you. How important it is that you allow Him to do a work in you. How important salvation is to you. I don't know. What I do know is this. He's made a way for every single person. And there's a calling out to every man, every woman that's on this earth. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter what you believe today. But there is a calling out today. A consideration that needs to be made. And He's calling out and He's saying, Would you wash your robes today? Wherever you're at, no matter how, you're not so dirty you can't be clean. You've not gone so far the wrong way that you can't be straightened out. He's saying it's time for robes to be washed because I have something I want you to access. And I need you to access the tree of life. It's within that tree that you see and find the truths that I've sown and prepared for you. If the tree of life could talk, it would say, I am for you. Prepare yourself for the blessing of the living. Prepare yourself for the blessing of the living. I'm for you. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life. Father, help us today as we listen to the language of this tree. It's making a way. It's showing us a way. Help us today to go before you. Wash, cleanse us, purify us. We yield to your cleaning, your cleansing. We yield to your word. We yield to your desires for us. We yield to who you want us to be. We're not kicking against the goads anymore. We're not kicking against those things that we know to be truth anymore. But we're engaging. And then Revelation 22 verse 18 reads like, then 19 reads like this. John said, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described within it. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book of this prophecy, then Yahweh will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book, the tree would say to us, pay attention to the details and don't be distracted by irrelevant things. Pay attention to the details. Don't be distracted by irrelevant things. What are these trees? What is it about? It's interesting to me when when he clearly, clearly, when the Father decided to put trees on the earth, even in this reference, it's while it speaks specifically of the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Those weren't the only trees on the earth. But every tree that he planted, he planted to be a witness to you and me. I shared this morning with the team something about the root systems that are in the trees. Some trees, they send down a taproot that goes down, some of them go down as far 
down into the ground as the tree is tall. So however tall that tree is, that's how deep those roots is. Most are. Most trees, the root system spreads out however far out. If you, if you trace the branches of a tree, go out and stand under a tree today and walk and, and draw a line under how far out the branches go, that's the root system. That's also how far out the roots. It's like the whole tree mirrored in the ground. It's a mirror image underground. So some trees stand alone. They send a taproot down deep and they're searching for food and they get into that deep stuff. But some trees, they don't. I talked about the palm tree and how the palm tree, none of its roots are any bigger than the pinky of my finger. But yet it has enough roots to stabilize that thing when the hurricanes come and they blow and they, they do all their stuff and it's spinning and turning and it doesn't do anything to that palm tree except for make it wave and maybe lose a few fronds. But the tree's alive. Almost never will you see a palm tree blown over in a hurricane. Why? Ecclesiastes said that a threefold cord is not quickly broken. It's not easily broken. When you put those things together, you take one piece of string, one piece of thread, and you can pop that thing very easily. Now you wrap another one. Now it's going to be twice as strong. You wrap another one. It's three times as strong. I like to weave rope. I enjoy that. It's a fun thing to me. So when I do the swing outside on our porch or we do little things like that, anytime I can weave rope, I weave it. So I like to get the three-quarter inch uh, hemp rope, and I like to weave that without having to take cords and all that stuff to bind it. So I'll go in and like when we did our swing or when we had horses and I was making the ropes for the paddocks and stuff, I would go, instead of buying woven rope, I would go and I'd buy my own rope and then I would weave it into itself to strengthen it and save a lot of money. It's a, I enjoy that. It's fun. It's, it's artistic. It's pretty. When you're done and you do it right, you've seen it. You just don't know that you've seen it. And I would take that rope and I would go and I would take off about a foot of that rope and I would fold it over itself. And when I folded that rope over itself, if I was putting an eye on that rope or whatever I was doing, I may just leave an open-end loop. But if I was putting an eye on it, I would thread it through there and I would flip it over about a foot of that rope, overlapping itself. And then I would, on the piece, the long piece, not the tag, the tag end is the short end. And I would take the long part of that rope and I would begin to spread open the weave of that rope. And I would spread it and pull it apart. And then I would take and braid into itself the other part of the rope and I would unravel the, the little tag end, and I would completely unravel it until, and weave it in there until it looked like one piece of rope. You couldn't tell where it started and where it ended. It looked like it was actually formed like that. It's so strong. It's stronger than putting in. If you clamped it, it would not be as strong as weaving it into itself. Ecclesiastes said, a three, or, uh, 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 three, in Ecclesiastes, a threefold cord is not easily broken. The more you add to it, the stronger that that thing gets. I'm telling you today, that is a true, true statement. And the roots of a palm tree, as they begin to grow those little fingers, one or two or ten or fifty of them won't hold that tree up. But you put a thousand of those little boogers in there and it's only about this big around and you're not knocking that tree over. It's strong. A birch tree grows out and those roots in a birch tree, the trees will grow out of those roots. If you drive up north, when you're driving down the road, you never see a birch tree by itself. Ever, never, never, never will see a birch tree alone. You will always find birch trees in clumps because they're all connected. All the birch trees are connected to one another. The roots, it's a rhizome. So the roots of that birch tree are growing out and as it grows out, another tree will sprout up from the same root of the other tree. And then another one will grow out from that and, and it'll create these huge clumps of birch trees full of nutrients and full of life and beauty and oils and all the things that you need. And you can take the bark of a birch tree. It's a beautiful thing. Take the bark. It has so much oil in it when you go camping. 
You peel that bark off. In the middle of a torrential downpour, rain's pouring down, you light a match to that birch tree bark and it will light right up and you can start a fire. Doesn't matter how wet it is. There's something spectacular about these things. So these trees grow out and some of them grow deep. Some of them grow broadly. Some of them are connected. There's a story in the trees. If the trees could talk, they would say there's a reason. And you're on this earth for a reason. And there's going to be days you're going to be deep. There's going to be days that you're going to feel like you're only sticking out little roots here and there. And then there's going to be days that you are connected. But those, these trees are a reflection of how the Father has provided for you and me in every way, for every need you are ever going to have. On the days it needs to be shallow, it will be. On the days you need to go deep, He'll take you there, wherever you need to be. Do you hear me today? If the trees could talk, the trees, the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if they could talk, what would they say to us today? They would say, pay attention. When the Father said, you can partake of any tree you want to in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge and good and evil, not today. Don't go where you're not called. Don't put your feet in dirt that wasn't meant for you. Not today. His no today might be yes tomorrow, but as long as it's a no today, pay attention to the no until the no becomes a yes. If it's yes today, pay attention to the yes until the yes becomes a no. But pay attention because what the Father's doing, if the trees could talk, they would say, if you will pay attention, everything He has for you is easily accessible. Can I tell you today, walking with a Father is not a battle, it's not a war, it's not a fight. I don't get up every day and feel exhausted because I fought demons in the night. I don't fight demons because I don't give demons the time. I don't fight darkness because I don't pay attention to the darkness. I pay attention to the truth. And the truth is, I'm a son. And if I will focus on what's in front of me, if I can see the tree of life, and if I can see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and I can recognize the relationship and the comparisons that the Father makes, doesn't matter what comes against me, I know this, my roots go deep. And I know this, other days when I can't do it alone, I know that my roots spread out and there are a lot of other trees connected to me. And I don't have to do it alone. I'll withstand the storm because He provided people to wrap around me that will stand with me. Do you hear me today? So if the trees could talk, they would say, pay attention. Pay attention to the details. Amen? Stand with me if you would, please. Father, today I'm so thankful for your word, for the anointing, for Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful that you are causing us to see and to hear and to change. My prayer is that every single person will gather out of the words that are spoken today, not because they are sitting here in a traditional way, because they're sitting here hungry. Their mouths are wide open, spoon is in their hand, and they're receiving of everything that you're pouring out today. Father, cause your name to be made great in everything that we do. Cause this word to become a tree of life in every single one of us. And then be glorified. You, 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 you be glorified. In Jesus' name. I know there's people that are watching online or that are in this room and they have no relationship with you. It doesn't have to be that way. Father, my heart today is, they don't, I'm not even, they don't have to understand everything they've heard. They don't have to understand it. They don't have to get it. 
But today, if in anyone that has listened to the sound of my voice today, my prayer is they heard your voice within mine and that you have stirred in them a desire to know you. For those who are asking for forgiveness, forgive them today. For those asking to be changed, change them today. For those asking to be seen, let them see today. For those desiring to hear, let them hear today. Father, do what you do better than any man can. And let it be so. May the kingdom of God and the expression of it be increased today. Because those under the sound of my voice that did not know you have introduced themselves to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Put your hands together this morning.